Thank you so much for joining in on the second episode of the Living Imperfect podcast. My name is Lisa, your host, and today we are chatting with Delia Lozano. She is 20 years old, and I say that for a reason because I think it's so important to allow people to share their journeys and struggles and success and tools of life at all ages. So whether we are as young as 20 or as wise as you fill in the blank, I just think it's important to really have an opportunity to hear what gets us through the hustle and bustle at different points in our lives, whether it be age or I don't know, when you've learned something new to push through something or when you found a passion at whatever time that might be. So I'm excited for Delia to share her journey, her story, because at the end of the day, everyone is human and she is an incredible human. So enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Living Imperfect podcast. I'm so excited to have this guest on today. And oh, this is Lisa, by the way. <laughs> I totally forgot to introduce myself. This is Lisa. And I'm really excited to connect with Delia today. She, let's just say we go way back. Okay. We've known each other for a little bit and she is a music producer in Florida. And I'm just really excited to speak with her and just have her share some of her journey and some of the tools that have allowed for her to get where she is today. So without any more delay, Delia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time today to chat with the Living Imperfect family. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's cool. Yeah. Is this the first time you're doing something like this? Um, officially, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't even been interviewed or anything or just wow. talked like this in a, in a long time. So I yeah. think this is actually my first, especially okay. recorded too. So, yeah. So how do you feel about this so far? <laughs> um, it's cool. It's different. Um, I guess it's going to be an opportunity for everything that's going on inside my head to be voiced. <laughs> and that's great. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. So I'm ready. Okay, awesome. So let's just get right into it. So you are a music producer. And, you know, I'm sure you just didn't wake up one day and just be like, that's what I'm going to do, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. So how did just take us back to the day where you were like, music is something that is like this burning fire inside me. So just take us back to when that moment was. Okay, if we really want to go to the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that I fell in love with music when I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember I I studied Russian um, ballet at Russian Academy for, I would say, three, four years. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember um, having the ability to dance to music that was so beautiful, and as simple as something like a piano or or just some other violin or some classical instrument. It almost made me want to cry when I was dancing to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so just having the ability to express myself that way through music 
I, I knew subconsciously at that moment that music was so important to me. Right. And that was when I was, I would say like 10 or 11. Okay. So I just had that inside of me, um, you know, throughout my years of growing up and everything. And then um, when I was around 16, 17, I started going to, um, you know, I was, I was in high school at that point. So, you know, just making new friends along the way. And they were interested in um, music festivals and it was like EDM, electric dance music and all of that. Sure. Um, just as a, as a whole, I wasn't into any subgenres or anything yet. So mm-hmm. um, after discovering that and going to these festivals, the, the volume and the rate that the music was being played at is something that I never heard before. Right. So hearing it at that volume and just um, being around a community that was just not judgmental or anything like that, I knew at that point this is something that's going to be in my life forever. I didn't exactly know what I was going to be doing with it, mm-hmm. but I knew at that point that it would be in my life forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was when you kind of was like, okay, I like the way this makes me feel. Right. So right. then how did you get to the next step, whatever that next step was? Well, after going to a few shows and handfuls of festivals, um, I liked the music that was being played out. I really did. And I enjoyed being there. However, it, it was never like this 100%, I would guess, satisfactory, I guess, with the music that I was hearing. So I thought mm-hmm. to myself, like, I wonder what I could make out of this. Yeah. Even though I had no idea how to do it right. at all. I was just wondering, what what could I do with this? And so, um, you know, back then when I was like, I say back then, like it was so long ago, <laughs> right? It was like three or four years ago. Um, even thinking about music production, I didn't even have the first clue mm-hmm. of what that even entails. How were these noises being created? Mm-hmm. You know, through through um, technology, I had no idea. Um, right. But I was introduced to mixing music mm-hmm. that was already produced. Okay. So I was introduced to that. Um, we had a family friend who had a equipment that um, they were letting mm-hmm. us, they were letting me use. Right. And so I took advantage of that. Right. And um, I was like, hey, like, if you're not using this equipment, is there any way that, you know, this can be set up right. for me to use? Okay. And that was okay with them. So, you know, at that, when I was like 16, 17, I had this mm-hmm. whole setup of equipment. Right. That I could mix on. I could make mix music that was already made. So, you know, like DJing or just mixing music. I wasn't sure. doing it officially. It was just on yeah. my own time. Okay. Um, so kind of got into that and um, just realized that I had a rhythm. Like I was I was able to count beats from I'm, I'm guessing it's from, well, you know, just kind of born with it, especially like from you and everything. Like there's already <laughs> this rhythm there and like being a dancer and everything. And right. um, music, music was in my life since I was born. Right. Um, so just how ha- I noticed that I had this this rhythm in me and that I could keep up with the music. So, you know, I got decent at that. And then, um, yeah, just wanted to go to the next step. Like what's what's next after this and when yeah. I can actually make music. So, wow. Just kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that sounds very easy. Like that was an easy <laughs> road for you. Yeah. You laugh, right? Like. 
Yeah. So I want to go back a couple of things that you had said. You were, you spoke briefly about attending the festivals and you said something about being in a space that was non-judgmental. Right. So that kind of stuck out. And so prior to that, did you, did you feel judged or did you feel that you were put in places where you, you felt judgment in your life? That's, that's super interesting, actually. Um, looking at it now, where the, the space that I'm in right now, I was putting a lot of pressure and judgment on myself. Ah, okay. At, at that moment, though, um, I did feel like I was being judged by others. Okay. Um, but then again, looking at it now, I was putting a lot of judgment on myself just for, you know, social statuses and you know right. wearing wearing makeup or you know having clothes it's, it's just everything that comes along with going or being in high school like the basic sure. the basic day-to-day I quote struggles because I'm I'm creating those own, I was creating those own struggles for myself right um, but all of that pressure I was putting on myself and you know just insecurities about like maybe the way I looked or how I was mm-hmm. feeling I was feeling so judged at that time and I right. was just I was just in a tough place but then again I was putting that on myself so I see um, yeah and so so when you were in these spaces with music are you saying that it was allowing for you to get out of your own head and just be or yeah what did that provide for you um it's basically like taking especially with festivals in Orlando and you know people would come from out of state even out of country or for festivals like EDC or or just other shows like that. It, mm-hmm. It's basically taking people from around the country or around the world or from around the city, taking the people who are judgment-free and putting them in one space, in one area. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just, you know, relaxing or dancing or just expressing themselves and, you know, conversation. And it's almost like every person you meet there, you just have this instant connection with because there's no judgment. Got it. So I just, I don't know why, I guess that kept pulling me back. And I just, I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to be in that environment all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and then you said something else about, um, like, in in your, you had this mindset of, what can I do with this? Like, what can I do with this? So that's pretty progressive, I think, for a 16 and 17 year old. So what, I mean, what allowed for you to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know how, but yeah. I'm just, what, what is it? What is it? Because is it like a, like something magic that happened or like, what, what was it that made you just go? Yeah. I don't, I don't care what the obstacles are. I'm just going to do this thing. Um, yeah, I definitely think that, well, after I graduated high school a year early, so there okay. was, it was all around this timing. So, you know, okay. graduating a year early, I graduated at 17. I had this extra year to figure out kind of what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I set that as like a small goal for myself you know like try out college see if you like it if not let's see what else you want to do so I did right. college for a semester and that was just it was like high school all over again like why did I graduate high school early just to go back to school again because mm-hmm. like just to share at school wasn't really my favorite thing to go to Right. I'd always just be in school and just waiting till the end of the day. And so just kind of living, living days, waiting for them to end. And so I didn't want to continue that after graduating early. You know, I wanted to do something with my life and something that I'm going to be happy with and that I'm actually interested in. Okay. 
so yeah I just after doing college for a semester I was just like this isn't really for me yeah so like what what else am I what what am I passionate about right now and so mm-hmm. music came to mind and right I'm like all right how can I do this and then that's when it started okay yeah you know you just said something too you felt like you were just living in days and just waiting for them to end yeah that's 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 profound. And the fact that it sounds like you were not okay being in a space like that. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and that you could see more than just that. You know, I mean, some, some humans, including myself, wait years and years and years to figure that out. So, you know, I think that's, that's a great, asset that you have that you were able to hone in on that and really just go yeah I don't want to just like wake up every day and just do something that I don't know maybe society thinks I should do you know you just kind of like you just kind of did your own thing so all right so you didn't you did the college thing you're just like yeah it's not for me and Mm -hmm. so then what happened next you know you you talked about just putting stuff together like already mixes and you put that Mm -hmm. together and so what what happened after that yeah so after doing that um I would say for like a year two years um I was 18 so I was able to actually go out to clubs and see what's going on so I started doing that um and I remember it was one summer I think it was 2018 that summer where I just I was going out downtown like every every weekend just to see what's up Mm -hmm. um and I got connected with a group of people um, mm-hmm. just from divine timing, just as mm-hmm. everything is. Um, mm-hmm. So I got connected with them. And then, you know, there isn't very a strong female artist or DJ producer base in Orlando, or I would say in the scene in general. It's, it's honestly male dominant, okay. which is all right. Um, yeah. But I think it was interesting um, for the group of artists in Orlando to see that I was interested in doing this, you know, and, um, you know, all factors like being a female age and everything like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that does play a part in it. So that, that intrigued people. Right. And that, that was just me being me in the space that I was at at that time. Right. So yeah, just, just connecting with them, you know, going to um, studio sessions at you know, some of the artists house going out with them um, just kind of created this friendship mm-hmm. with this group. Um, mm-hmm. And I had, I didn't really know this at the time, but they were actually a booking type agency for a popular club downtown. And they mm-hmm. said to me, you know, if you would like to play, let's try it out. Like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. So um, it was actually my second show that I played with them. Okay. Um, that was in downtown Orlando. But my first one um, was in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And again, that was through someone I had met from Divine Timing, just being in the right place at the right time. So right. Um, it's interesting because, yeah, I knew how to mix and everything, um, but I was still very, very new to this. And the fact that I think that, um, you know, it's all about the way that, you know, you you hold yourself as well, like introducing yourself to people as well. Right. Um, if you go into a conversation with a mindset of, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got this. Like. I'm about this life. People are going to yeah. believe that. Can we just pause for a second? So yeah. 
how, how do you, how do you adopt that mindset? Like who, like, did, did you read about it? Was it just always in you, you know, to have that kind of like, you know, just that assertiveness going Mm -hmm. in where like people can trust that you are going to do the thing? Like, where did that come from? Um, I'd have to, you know, give credit to um, the environment I was raised in as well, just because I feel like I was gifted with this, I don't even know, I would say maybe like a, an ethic, just, mm-hmm. just of being, just of being um, confident with myself. I think the quote I always used to go by um, is that everyone is human. You know, no one is mm. better than you. No one's greater than you. Yeah. Um, everyone is on this, this same level of respect. So as long as I know that, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if anyone else knows that. If I know that, that gives me the confidence to go into situations like that and just be me and just know what I'm about. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. So, you know, you're right. Everybody is human. I I agree with you, you know, whether you're holding a certain status title or you've been this in the game for blah, 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 so much years, like bottom line we are all human and we're all equal and I think that yeah I think that was another thing that um, people were drawn to and I think maybe are still drawn to is that you know I would be in environments where um, you know just the group environments with the friends that I met downtown um, and other artists would be flying in from other states or other countries that are going to play at these clubs and I would be you know a part of the dinners or like just even same environment I wouldn't be I wouldn't be freaking out I wouldn't be, you know, obsessing over one person just because, again, that thought came into my head that, yeah, this person is super talented and all the respect and love to that. However, we're all human. And, you know, to to worship someone, I feel like it's a little bit devaluing, you know, mm. just kind of along the lines of that. So just respecting other people's talents and their values while keeping the same respect for everyone. Yeah, that's that's a pretty powerful tool to have and it sounds like it's worked for you. So oh, yeah, for that's sure. that's good. So you were you were downtown, you were out. So you weren't like just partying. I mean like you were working, you were making connections, oh, yeah. you were networking. Yeah, and right? I wasn't drinking either because you know, I wasn't 21. So. Right. Right. And that wasn't the reason why I was going downtown. I knew that, you know, alcohol is always going to be there. The parties are always going to be there, mm-hmm. but the opportunity and the relationships that are in front of me might not always be there. Right. So that's so what would, I was focused on the most, I think. Yeah. Would you say that you created opportunities for yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel that in life when you have your passion and especially when you know what that passion is, it, it's almost imperative that mm-hmm. the opportunities, we need to create those opportunities for ourselves yeah you know in you know i i believe in manifestation and the vision and all of that and at the same time that i feel coincides with actually putting in the sweat equity to get there as well so right all right so you made all these connections you had a couple of shows what happens next so, yeah, I know the shows are going great and everything. And, of course, I got a 
confidence boost from that. And that, that helps, you know, that helped me along the process of, you know, just becoming, developing into an artist. But then, you know, as I was calling myself an artist and just thinking to myself, like, what is, what is the work that I have done, you know, to show people? Do mm-hmm. I have any music created? No. So that was my next step. Okay. Um, so just asking, you know, my peers and my friends that I've met along the way, just how do I start? How do I get into this? Right. Um, and it's actually funny because the job that I, I'm still working at now, um, I met this amazing person. His name's Justin. Mm-hmm. And um, he has taught me everything that I've known about production at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I actually learned about production on another um, engineering software that I use now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it's kind of funny because we always talk about this too. Um, he, mm-hmm. um, just to touch up on this person yeah. briefly, he was into um, making rap beats and making other beats for other artists. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think he was really looking at himself as an artist when I was looking at him as like this mm-hmm. engineering guru, like right. just knowing everything about software yeah. and engineering and everything. Yeah. So um, when we met, um, I was asking him questions about, you know, producing and engineering. And then he was asking me, you know, what I was into and, you know, it was house music, minimal techno, all of that. And so we kind of were sharing our interests and our tools, which helped us both develop into something greater that we didn't think that would ever happen. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, what's interesting is that I'm actually interviewing Justin this week oh, for no yeah for a podcast that's going to be released on the 15th so that's that, sick I had no that, idea yeah I know I, I hadn't said anything and I was like well let me say something you know so and I mean you talk about the universe bringing and divine timing which is something that you mentioned before oh, yeah. you know you talk about the universe bringing people together I mean that there was no way of you knowing someone like Justin would be at the, the job that you're currently at right, right now. I mean, it, yeah, no there's way. no way of knowing that. And the fact that, you know, he was an, an instrument and in you actually learning how to produce music. I mean, that's, that's nuts, right? Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> and I definitely feel blessed because, you know, just say, even if I didn't have met him, yeah, I would have eventually learned how to make music. Sure. However, he just welcomed my unawareness and uned- mm-hmm. uneducated self in music. He just welcomed me in with with open arms and just embraced, you know, me not knowing anything, me asking a hundred questions, a thousand questions, and just being there for me because he like he knows that he was there once. Sure. So he can you know see that appreciation for me that I'm even interested in this. A lot of people aren't you know, especially in, in Orlando, right. Um, A lot of people aren't into, you know, stepping out of, you know, coloring outside of the lines type. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have some, some tools in the toolbox to, to color outside the lines, you know, because when, when coloring outside the lines sometimes entails ruffling society's feathers. Oh yeah. And and, you know, you, I, I feel like, you know, including my, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like, you know, I, it depends. I think it depends on where I was in my life where I would not have been comfortable. I, I know I wouldn't have been comfortable 
coloring outside the lines or it's so uncomfortable it's so and and even even I think with the self-love and confidence that I have now it's still uncomfortable right I feel like I have more tools though to make me Mm -hmm. go so what though just do it you know yeah so you and Justin came together he taught you some stuff you you taught yourself some stuff is it safe to say that yeah yeah for sure because we would uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you yeah go ahead yeah, go um, we would have these sessions that would go on, like we would get off work and then we would link up and then have these sessions that would go on for like two or three in the morning. And yeah. I would just be watching him, just watching the way he structures everything in engineering, just soaking all of this up mm-hmm. and even, you know, just studying vocabulary or just reading manuals and everything. And it was interesting because as much as I didn't like school and right. learning about what they were offering, I was so into studying and learning all of this stuff. Wow. And that's how I knew that I was passionate about it. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I finally got an engineering program on my, um, on my computer. And um, it was different from the one that Justin had. So at that point, it was the next step of me going, all right, now I have this on my own time, it's time mm-hmm. to be awkward, be uncomfy, and figure yeah. it out on my own. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just was kind of doing that. Um, didn't have a setup or anything. I literally just had a little tiny baby desk and my laptop and some headphones that I borrowed from someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started. Wow. So, okay. So you're going through that, you're learning the program. So at any time in that process where you're explaining where you're at, did you just, did you want to give up? Was there ever a point that you were just like, the shed is way too hard. I just don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. That actually happens a lot. <laughs> okay. So it happens a lot. Okay. Yeah. It, it happens. Um, especially when, you know, early now I kind of have, I definitely have more of a grip on, you know, self doubt mm-hmm. or just feel like giving up. Um, Cause I know that it, it comes with the creative process. Like it just comes with it. Right. It's, it's an add on to being creative. Um, but earlier, earlier on in the process, when I didn't know as much as I did now, um, there'd be so many times where I just wanted to give up. And I, you know, I did give up for the day or even for the week, which is now I think about it as such a prolonged time to not work on music. But I would go a week, days without working on it and then just sit in my self doubt, thinking that it'll get better when mm-hmm. I'm not working on it. But in, re- in reality, I realize now that every time I open my laptop to work on music, even if I'm just rearranging things, even if mm-hmm. I'm just picking out sounds for the next day, every time I open my laptop, I'm contributing towards a greater success and greater education in music production. Yeah. Yeah. Just little steps here and there. And, and then, and then would you say stuff finally comes together at some oh, point? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, because the second, you know, I became, I started trying new things and even if it's a little bit uncomfy, it doesn't sound good. You or I am able to depict what I like and what I don't like. So now it's time for you to, after you've been putting music together and you created some songs, right? Is that, can right. I, is, is that what you call some songs, right? Yeah. So you just start releasing them right away. It's, <laughs> It sounds like it would be that easy. Right. Oh, um, so you were saying you didn't. No. Oh, yeah. okay. So talk probably, about that. Yeah. Talk about I was that probably sitting on like 40 to 50 songs. Wow. 
40 like, to 50 something, 4050. <laughs> like just ideas. Okay. Like, so what does that mean? What does that maybe, mean? Maybe, you know, just just a song that I would go about 75, 80% done with and just be like, I don't know if I'm feeling this anymore. Or I don't mm-hmm. know if I like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And because, and then I would just close it out and start a new one. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with um, me being obsessed with, I don't know, looking at other artists on social media and maybe comparing myself. Got it. Okay. So yeah. was it, was it that? Is it fair to say that that's what it was? That was- I would say it was that. And just, and now I realize that comparing myself to anyone is something that I'm not going to continue to do. But number two, also I'm, I'm looking at artists who have been doing music production for five to 10 years, maybe even more. And I'm trying to compare myself to them when I've only been doing it for one to two years. Yeah. You know, I feel like as humans, it's so natural for us to go, Ooh, look what they're doing. And then, and then we come back to ourselves and we go, Oh, I'm not there. So that must mean I'm not this, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever that means. And then the self-doubt comes Yeah, and then it's this sad train. So yeah, I like how you said that it is a sad train because it can, because the longer I would sit in moments like that, Mm -hmm. it's just goes on and on and on. It's like a, it's like a never ending train and going on one track to nowhere, to nowhere, in a circle to nowhere. Exactly. So I, I do, I understand what you mean about that. And as a human, I have done that. I've compared myself, my life, my house, my Mm -hmm. job, fill in the blank with so many other people in their lives. And it's, it, doesn't allow for me to grow in my life when I do that. Right. And it holds me back to be quite honest. So it it holds me back and it sounds like that's what it was doing for you with your music as well. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I feel like, you know, now just because, you know, social media is huge right now. It's a huge platform. Everyone's on it. Well, not everyone. Most people are on it. Right. And I feel like, Once I learn to look at social media communities or just anyone on a platform, Mm -hmm. once I learn to look at them as an inspiration compared to a comparison, right? Or instead of a comparison, my whole outlook on myself completely changed. Got it. So, are you saying that it still happens every once in a while? Oh, yeah. But I feel like now I'm able to tune it out or not, or just correct my mindset quicker. I'm not right. sitting in that self-doubt or self-pity or, oh, I'm not good enough or, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm not as good as this person. No, because I'm not them. I'm never going to be them. Right. I'm only myself. And I can sit here and be sad or I can educate myself and learn how to be the best version of what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think I'd have to agree with you there. And, and just from experience in, in general in my life, I've done the same like I I'll do it but then I'll just go wait what are you doing like you know this is the path to nowhere when you're in this space so so you had the 40 50 songs and and then what do do you do you finally release something or what happens next yeah so um there was a point well there was a lot of points in times that people were Mm -hmm. telling me you know like these are these are good like you have SoundCloud which is a platform to release music that 
might not be picked up by labels. Right. And it's just your creation. You have that platform to share. And, you know, if people like it, they'll like it. And if they won't, they won't. And there's going to be those people in, in everything that we do. Right. So what am I going to lose from releasing a product that I've created? What am I going to lose from that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, there, was a, there was a few days that I just kind of was going through all of my projects. And the ones that I wasn't connecting with, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up getting rid of them. Yeah. And then I was left with about probably half that I felt like had potential. Mm-hmm. And then um, just kept working on those and, you know, just kept practicing. And then there was a, a handful or there was actually one song that I made. Um, I made it at like three in the morning on a Sunday. It was like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. I mixed it probably the best mix I've ever done in a song mm-hmm. even six months ago and wow. I was like I'm gonna release it and I'm just gonna see what people think wow and so yeah I released it and when so you released your yeah. first tr- is it track so- song you released your first Either song or, yeah about six months ago it was in June I believe okay so yeah. it was in June June of 2019 okay yeah. and so how long is it until the next song is released? <laughs> Probably like a, two weeks ago, I think. Okay, so six months ago was the first one, and then there was a pause, right? In between, there's a pause. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about the pause. Um, I guess you know, definitely releasing that first track gave me just this blast of motivation and self confidence that I wrote out with to start making new songs after that, just like every other day making a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, but then somewhere along those lines, um, I kind of went back into that self-doubt and I mm-hmm. started the comparison thing again. And right. um, just, I was honestly at that time um, last summer, I was just, I was going through a lot of personal stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting more in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of took a pause on that to reconnect with myself and then, you know, um, that was around, you know, midsummer, end of summer. And um, side note, I became vegan in July. Wow. In July, yeah. Okay, that's a big um, move. Yeah, and it definitely cleared up some of the unnecessary files that were in my head. Okay. It released them. Um and I mentioned, you know, becoming vegan and everything just because I do feel like that was a factor mm-hmm. in um, where I am today. Um, okay. So, yeah, I became vegan, started doing yoga, just really wanted to get more in tune with myself and everything. And, um, you know, my birthday was in October. That's right. And I turned 20. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and this is going to sound odd, but whatever. Um, I actually had a little bit of a hard time accepting becoming 20. Oh, why is that? Um, Looking back at it now, I think, I don't know. I guess I still, you know, just look in the mirror and see myself as like 16 or something. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like my my insides are just still young and everything. But this age that's that's put on me is is getting older. So I don't know. It's just it's just kind of a bit difficult to accept but I've accepted now 
um, just of everything I've, I've done from that point. Um, but yeah, it was, 20, it was a little bit, yeah. 20 is like so official, right? It's like, you're it's not official, teens yeah. anymore. It's like so official. Yeah. Wait until you get to like forties and you're just like, <laughs> I still, I still feel like this because honestly, that's how I'm 47. I'll be 48. That's how I feel. You know, yeah. I feel like there's still this, like, I'm still, I mean, with a hell of a lot more life experience, right. but, but all in all, I'm like, I'm still this like youthful spirit. So, mm -hmm. you know, that I, I personally think that doesn't go away. That just, yeah. that stays, you know, that stays with you. So PS, you'll never lose that. You know, okay. it's just a number. It really is. Age yeah. is just a number, you know, as cliche, cliche as it sounds. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's so good to know. And yeah, um, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, after turning 20 and just kind of took a few weeks to accept that as well, you know, still making music and everything. Um, I actually went on a trip to London in November very nice. Um, just to visit friends and see what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so grateful to have friends over there. It's such yeah. a blessing that I can just go go there whenever I want. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, after going there um, and coming back, I was just realizing like, if I'm going to do this, I have to commit to this now. Mm -hmm. I have to commit to myself now. Yeah. Because if I don't commit to myself and fully believe in myself and what I can do. How do I expect anyone else to believe in me mm. or to support me if I'm not even supporting myself? Yeah, absolutely. So would you say, um, you know, cause you talked about during the pause, like reconnecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so some of the tools you mentioned, like you, you changed, um, your, the way you were eating mm -hmm. and you committed to yoga. So are these tools that now help, help you allow to have the I guess if you want to call it the clarity and the focus yeah or are there other things that you do or would you say that those are the major tools that you use right now I would say those are the major tools that I use um, okay you know becoming vegan definitely helped me get some mental clarity mm -hmm. um, just making sure that I'm in a healthy state all the time mm -hmm. is really important to me Mm -hmm. because that gives me more time that, you know, maybe I don't get sick as often mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or I don't feel like crap as often and I don't feel bloated as often or I don't, sure. I'm not eating foods that are unhealthy. Like that's, right. that's benefiting towards me. That's committing to myself. That's what I believe okay. a part of that is. Right. And then, right. you know, doing the yoga and everything that really helped me for being here now. Okay. So being present. Yes. And, you know, I, I definitely did have this anxiety of just, you know, thinking about tomorrow or the next day or what's going to happen. Am, am I going to get this? Am, am I going to learn this? What am I going to do tomorrow? You know, instead of thinking, what can I do today? Because mm. I only, I only have today. What, what, do, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I don't know if something's yeah. going to happen today. I only have today. So what every day is like a mini life. Mm. Yeah. Reach so it. Just kind of focusing on that, you know, and having the support from my family and everything. Mm -hmm. It really helped me get more in tune with myself and just take a step back and just look at look at myself. Look what's in front of me and what right. can I do with that today? Wow. That's powerful. And it it sounds like that was something that was learned. And is it mm -hmm. is it's like, okay, so now I have the answer. I know how to do it. Is that strong every day like oh yeah every day I'm just 
living in the moment and every day I, you know, am present. Is that, is that easy for you? Is that an easy thing that comes? I wouldn't say it's easy. I do feel like I have that ability stronger now than I did before. Mm-hmm. Just because before when a thought would come into my head, I would cling on to that. Yeah. And I didn't know how to separate myself from my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I definitely, when, when a self-doubt thought comes in or just, just any thought about myself that wouldn't affect me positively, right? Um, I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's helpful for me to voice it, especially mm-hmm. to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then I can release it. It doesn't have to stay in my head. I choose right. if that's going to stay in my head or not. Wow. That's very powerful and something that I think is easier said than done sometimes, right? Of course. Yeah. Because it means putting the ego aside and going, oh, yeah. okay, what's the, what's the root here? You know, right. what's, what's really going on? So, so you have how many songs out now? Um, on SoundCloud, I haven't released a song with a label yet. That's kind of my goal for 2020. Okay. Um, so this is actually my second year officially producing. So first year that I've been producing, I have one, two, I have four songs on SoundCloud. Okay. So these are out where like anybody can hear it. Yeah. Anyone can listen. Anyone can like it or comment or right anything like that yeah it's soundcloud is a great platform especially for new and upcoming artists they kind of call it like the sink or swim platform got it so it's a great chance to be to be noticed and it yeah just takes one person to even repost your song for hundreds of other people to view it so i think it's super dope yeah and if we want to listen to you on soundcloud how do we find you oh yeah um just look up my name delia lozano Okay. And I'll probably be the first one up there because there's not a lot of people with that name. <laughs> All right. So I have listened to your songs, and my favorite is is it Tacenda? T- yeah, Tacenda. So it's T A C E N D A, right? Yeah. So when I looked at it, and this is definitely putting my ego aside, I didn't know if it was a Spanish word. I didn't <laughs> know if it was, I'd never seen it or heard yeah. of it. So I had to look it up and I'm really interested in asking how you came up with the title of this song, which is my favorite out of the four that you've released. Mm -hmm. And can you just talk about how you came up with the name or how you come up with any of the names of your songs? Yeah. um, I definitely just kind of get a vibe for the song. Mm -hmm. And if there's a vocal in it, which this song does have a vocal and it's this guy with this beautiful voice and he's just he's singing um you know kind of like he wants this person to be here with him and he's mm-hmm. he's telling them over and over again like oh I want you to be here with me and um I don't know I just started I, I love learning new words so I just mm-hmm. kind of started looking up synonyms for words that I knew and mm-hmm. I found Tacenda and it's actually an English word um mm-hmm. and it kind of it, it means that you know you can have an emotion or a feeling or a feeling without saying it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a, tr- a true feeling or intention can just kind of be read by someone else. It doesn't have to be said. Mm. Um, 
just kind of yeah just just feeling things without saying them and I feel like at that point you can actually I can actually realize that if do I want this or not by Mm -hmm. just feeling that yeah Um, instead of saying a bunch of hollow words you know I Mm -hmm. feel like actions or even one word yeah replace a bunch of hollow words yeah absolutely that that one is my favorite hands down I like elevate too yeah that's a good one how did how's you so how did you name that particular song why is it called elevate um the vibe is just it's so a b like so back and forth like Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to explain it um yeah they're just gonna have to listen to it right yeah and (laughs) I guess that's the first word that popped into my head when I when I listened to it just an elevation or elevate it's just you know getting to that that next level and it definitely is a song it's a a progressive song um so I think that name goes really good with it yeah so I mean it speaking of elevate it sounds like you are causing a momentum in your life to elevate and I'm I'm I can't wait to see what's next for you so (laughs) what (laughs) so what is next what what is 20 what does 2020 look like for you 2020 looks great yeah I'm gonna be traveling a lot um I'm actually going back to London in February okay and then um I'm looking at going again in the end of April and Mm -hmm. uh, there's a festival I really want to go to it's called Sunways and that's in Romania so I'll be going there yeah and then coming back and then my birthday's in October so Mm -hmm. I think I might do Amsterdam not too sure yet I just I really want to see what what else is out there I want to see the world um aside from that though music um definitely gonna get something out or plan something plan to get something out the label this year you know after just speaking with a few of them and just Mm -hmm. just um connecting to other people around the world it's definitely possible and I feel like you know my sound is gonna evolve to who I truly am this year so I think it's gonna be really good yeah that sounds amazing between the travel and putting something out with the labels so you're saying that labels have hit you up already yeah, and yeah. it's it's funny because the songs that I I post on SoundCloud, yeah, you know, I I really love them. Um, however, I'm releasing them on SoundCloud because you know I just think to myself, there's no point of of harvesting a beat in my computer. What's right. that doing for me? Yeah. yeah, if I if I don't like it, I'm gonna get rid of it. Right. If I like it, I'm gonna release it. Um, yeah. So yeah, a few labels have contacted me just saying like they like my sound and you know, to send them the music that I have. So that that's definitely uplifting. And I do feel like there's a, a future along those lines for me. Yeah. And so when they contacted you after you released your music on SoundCloud? Yeah, they did. And I wasn't it. expecting that at yeah. all. Like, yeah. I, I was, I didn't even tell anyone I released songs besides my family and like a few of my close friends. Like I didn't post it on my social media. I didn't do right. any of that. It was just like a self release, honestly. Yeah. That's so good. So, you know, what, what would you say to anybody, whether they're in music or anything else that somebody wants to do in their life and they're literally feel like they don't have the tools, the money, the whatever, 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 you know, what, what can you say to people that create the BS that Mm -hmm. I've done as well in my head, in their heads that hold them back from taking that step? What can you say to them? What can you offer to them that gives them the nudge to just be like, screw this, I'm just going to do it? 
The first thing that came in my head is just to not give up. Okay. Do not give up because as soon as you're giving up on something that you're passionate about, you're giving up on yourself and you're giving up on a bunch of opportunities. You know, it's one thing if you you don't like doing something anymore and you're not passionate about it anymore and that's fine, you know, start something else and see how you like it. But there's a fine line between that and being passionate and devoted to something and not feeling like you're good enough and just giving up. Right. And that's, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And I would just say that that's like self-destruction right there. Because yeah. the the one thing that you love, it's almost like this passion is the love of your life. Mm-hmm. You're breaking up with it when you don't have to. Mm. When you can you can keep working at that relationship with you know yourself and the music. You can learn new things. Anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Anyone can learn this. This isn't something that you know you're just gifted or born with. Yeah, yeah it does help when you have like a natural rhythm and a beat. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, anyone can learn anything. And it's just about if you put the time in. The Got time it. is going to reflect in any passion that you have. Time so there's, in. yeah, there's no magic wand or juice nope. or pill or anything, nope. right? It's just so whether it's music or whatever, anything. fill in the blank, that it is possible. Anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. It's about divine timing, trusting yourself, trusting the universe, being in the right place at the right time, which goes hand in hand with divine timing, mm-hmm. divine timing, just doing what you want to do every single day and not giving up on yourself and just being okay with being a little bit uncomfortable for a while. Mm-hmm. As long as you feel okay and safe and and you still love what you're doing, it's okay to be uncomfy because as soon as I know, as soon as I become uncomfortable, I know exactly what I want and don't want or like or dislike. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a growing moment every time for me. So just seriously, yeah. like, don't give up in anything you do, whether it's music, whether it's literally anything else. If you want to do it and you love it, keep doing it because what else are you going to do with your life? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, tell us one thing that most people don't know about you. Hmm. <laughs> um, no, there's a lot, honestly. <laughs> you can say them all, or you can just say one. Um, and what's one thing that maybe people wouldn't expect? that you know that maybe an interest or something about you that is not really revealed to the general public or something Um, we'd be surprised to hear about you know like wait what (laughs) I one thing um I like spending a lot of time with myself Mm -hmm. and I think um that confuses people a bit because you know, when I, when I meet people, it's, there's this, um, extrovert energy that comes out of me mm-hmm. just cause you know, this is the first time I'm meeting someone. So this is the right. energy I'm gonna, I'm gonna express and, and let out. And then, um, when people start to get to know me more, I'm, I'm very, I'm very to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. A part of me just wants to skip, skip the small talk, sm- mm. skip, skip all of that. And, you know, if you want to have some conversation about, about life and, mm-hmm. and passions and, mm-hmm. and goals and everything, I'm down. But anything yeah. else, if 
that's not what other people are about, then I'd honestly just want to spend some time with myself because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm investing in right now. And so I think it surprises a lot of people um, that, you know, I don't really have like a huge friend group or anything. It's it's me Mm -hmm. and a few random friends in my family, which are, which are like my best friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, especially with the, the industry that I'm going into, it's, it's kind of like I'm, you know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm throwing myself out there in yeah. front of a bunch of people, throwing, you know, knocking down my ego, putting down something that I've created, which is, you know, definitely out of the ordinary, well, not out of the ordinary, just different from the environment that I live in right now. So I think people tend to pair that with being an extrovert and wanting to do all these things and sure. having a bunch of friends and everything like that. But Right. You know, in reality, it's it's mostly just me chilling with myself and other people in music and just investing yeah. in that. So I guess that's one thing that people don't really know about me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, definitely sounds like that's working for you. It sounds like the time that you invest in you, you know, to pause, to reconnect mm-hmm. and to stay intentional with what you're doing is working it definitely sounds like it's working for you (laughs) it definitely is working um you know a lot of times I'll I'll see you know a couple of my other friends you know and they have these huge friend groups and there's you know especially on social media it's like you only Mm -hmm. see the highlights of people's lives so yeah it's it's I always think to myself too or not always sometimes I think you know oh it'd be be cool to have a huge friend group but you know just from past experiences before I guess it's just not my vibe and it's not like I planned it that way like sure don't have friends, whatever. It just happens. I guess I'd right. just rather spend more time getting to know myself than, yeah. than getting, spending more time to get to know myself first than mm-hmm. getting to know other people. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. So I just have one last question because, sure. you know, the, the purpose of the podcast is to let people know that people who even have the most intentional mindsets and flow and tools Mm -hmm. that the road is not perfect. Right. Perfect in my world doesn't exist. Yeah. It's progress. It's the journey. Mm -hmm. And honestly, what I have learned in my later years in life is that be okay with being imperfect. Right. So what's just some, a, a last something you can leave with the listeners that works for you, that allows for you to be okay with the imperfectness and the rocky roads and the blockages along your path? What, what tool allows for you to be okay with that? I would say balance. I think mm-hmm. um, just having balance every day has mm-hmm. helped me, um, you know, because it, it's it's not completely shutting out, um, you know, all of the self-doubt or negative thoughts that I have. Because, you know, if I were to sit here and say, you know, oh, yeah, I just I have positive thoughts all the time. And right. yeah, I, I there's no negativity at all that comes in my mind. Like, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So like I embrace those. I embrace the self-doubt that might come up in my head. Right. I acknowledge it and then I balance it out with how I really feel about myself. 
Okay. So yeah, just having balance in all areas of my life has really helped me get where I am now and just kind of um, put the calmness on, on shaky roads or just ups and downs, just having a balance and being able to come back to myself has really helped me. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. And I definitely want to keep touching base with you as we go throughout 2020 to find out. I'm pretty sure I have the opportunity to do that quite often. (laughs) (laughs) So where can we find you on social medias? Like what platforms can we connect with you on? Um, I love, love, love Instagram. I don't know why. Okay. All right. So on Instagram, how can we find you? Um, it's my name, Delia Lozano. That's D-E-L-I-A Lozano, L-O-Z-A-N-O. And then there's a little underscore at the end. Okay. Um, so that's me on Instagram. Same All thing right. on SoundCloud, but okay. no underscore. Okay. So SoundCloud, um, we're just putting your name in. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I have a Twitter. I don't really use it. Um, and then I have a Facebook. Don't really use that either. Okay. So Twitter and Facebook, not, not too active, but you're also Delia Lozano on there, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you spending time with us and sharing some real stuff on your journey. And it really honestly sounds like your journey has really just begun. It really has. Yeah. So wishing you love and prosperity and abundance as you continue on your journey. And would you be okay with maybe coming on at the end of the year, just sharing what your experiences have been good, bad, and ugly all through the year? Yeah, totally down. And that's going to be super interesting to see that. Okay. I'm definitely about it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Delia. You are appreciated so much for being real and just keeping it real with us. Thank you so much in uh, Living in Perfect Family for joining us. I really appreciate your time and we'll chat soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.